Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sunday, 1 o'clock Eastern, San Francisco. Short week because they played Monday night. Uh, Come to Landover to face the Washington Commanders. 49ers are 12.5 point favorites. And I don't think there's ever a good time to catch them. Uh, but this is not a good time to catch them, I would think. They are still the one seed in the NFC playoff race, and they have to win out uh, more likely than not to remain as the one seed, which would uh, result in them having home field throughout, but also in the playoff format that we have, have the only buy of the teams uh, in the NFC playoffs. Joining us right now is a friend and an old friend to many of you, uh, Feldy's with us. Dave Feldman, of course, the many, many year anchor at the Fox Channel 5 affiliate here in D.C. is the sports anchor, and he's been in the Bay Area now for NBC Sports uh, in the Bay Area for years, and, and he's been doing a lot of college basketball play-by-play for ESPN as well. What are the recent games you've done re- uh, in, in college hoops? Hi, Kev. Happy holidays. Uh, happy I, holidays. I happy New Year to you, too. You, too. Merry Christmas. I did a, a, yep. a pretty big upset, Grand Canyon University, which was, if you may know, a private uh, you know, a Christian school in Phoenix that used to be coached by Paul Westfall and then Dan Marley and now uh, Bryce Drew. They upset San Diego State, 25th in the country. So I did that. And then tomorrow I have Stanford, Arizona State at uh, Maples Pavilion uh, at Stanford, which is across the street where I grew up. So that's kind of like literally across the street from my high school. So that, that'll be fun. I just got to drive 30 minutes down the road. Uh, so that's my Grand Canyon, I, actually, I noticed got State. votes. Yeah. I, I, Grand Canyon yeah. got votes in, in the recent poll because they, they their name kind of stood out when I was looking through others receiving. So they upset yeah, I mean, no, San Diego State. You got an ACC Pac-12 matchup tonight, right? Or tomorrow night, whenever not, what that game is. <laughs> yes, tomorrow night, right. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's uh, no one follows Grand Canyon because it's the whack, you know. Um, but, you know, they're, they're pretty good. The guy can coach, and they actually have some – you know, with the with the portal now and people transferring in, they they they've got uh, two guys who are really good scorers and, and one guy who's one of the top assist men in the country. So, and it's an unbelievable environment. That's the one thing. It's just it's the small gym where people go nuts. So it's kind of fun place to do a game. It's in Arizona, I presume. It's in Phoenix. Yeah, right in Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. By the way, I, I I said that tomorrow night is a matchup between 
the Pac-12 and the ACC, you know, it will be future ACC, depending on what happens with the ACC. But what, you know, you're such a big college sports guy like I am. I mean, to see Stanford and Cal go to the ACC, I mean, does anybody care out there? I mean, because I know that it's not the biggest deal in the world, Stanford and Cal sports compared to the pro sports teams. But what's the reaction to that? So, it's, so first of all, you're 100% right. It's not a great college sports town here. It's nothing like where we were and where you are, where people really went crazy and still do for Maryland and uh, Georgetown. And when George Mason went to the Final Four, all of that. It, it's a pro sports town here. So they care about the Giants, they care about the Niners, and they care about the Warriors. Um, having said that, people are the, 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 the small number of active Stanford alum and Cal alum and the people that really care, they're ticked off. I mean, this, this, this conference is over a hundred years old. It, it uh, you know, it started back in the pack eight. I actually remember when that was that. And, um, you know, to have them play in the ACC, how's that going to work logistically, Kevin? Anyway, I don't even understand it travel wise. Um, so I, the people that really like Stanford and went to Stanford and follow it and follow Cal. I talked to Jared Hass, the, you know, the coach yesterday at Stanford because yep. I was at the practice. Um, it's, I don't think it's well-received, but they got to go somewhere. And the Pac-12 was totally mismanaged by their commissioner, by the TV rights. I could sit in my living room in San Francisco and watch the Big Ten Network, but I couldn't get the Pac-12 Network. So it was, it was not a well-run situation. No, and they had that offer on the table from – Yes, from Disney, and they they turned it down. And if they hadn't turned it down, right. we'd still have the Pac-12, um, which right. is just absurd. Right. Real quickly, before we go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, I was agreeing with you. I was just saying, yeah, yeah they 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 screwed that up. So before we get to the 49ers, Golden State, you know, looked like they were headed towards a bad season. They got hot. Clay Thompson started to make shots. Uh, I know they lost, you know, at Denver the other night um, on on Christmas night. But do you think the Warriors have it going again? Do you think they're a threat to be, uh, you know, anything approaching a contender in the West when all is said and done and Draymond gets back, hopefully a little bit more stable? I don't know if they're a contender. I will not say they're not simply because Steph is playing as well as as he ever has, there's no decline in him, but he doesn't, he doesn't have the supporting cast. He did clay is not who he was. And I know that's no fault of his, his, he had two back-to-back catastrophic knee injuries. So, but he isn't who he was. And now he's a little more defensive. And when he's hot, he's great. And when he's not, you know, he's very rarely taking people off the dribble. Not that he did that to begin with, but he can't do it now. And he's not a elite defender. So he's not as good as he is. And, and Draymond, Draymond, a lot of people out here, I think, feel, Kev, that the the upside no longer outweighs the downside. Like, it's just too much. Like, if if you gave Steve Kerr and Steph some truth serum and said, honestly, what, what do you think with this dude? It'd be interesting what they would say. Because I just it's run it's course. A lot, the way he, it's run its course. And, and, Kevin, I think it's selfish because – He's not a dumb guy. I mean, Draymond's a bright guy. And I get it. He plays out of control and with fire. But he's got to realize that not being on the court, he's hurting his team. And so you can't control yourself knowing that that's, you know, it'd be like coming into camp 
60 pounds overweight because you love candy. Okay, but you know that's going to hurt the team because you can't run up and down the court. So uh, I, I think a lot of people in, in this town are over it. All right, let's talk about the 49ers. Uh, how shocking was Monday night to you guys? It was pretty shocking. I went there. Um, I, I had that night off. I got to just go as a fan, and I, I was uh, anticipating a really fun 49er experience, and um, I didn't expect that at all. I knew Baltimore was really good. I didn't expect Brock Purdy to have his lowest passer rating ever. I didn't expect him to throw four interceptions. The first one was really bad. Um, I, I didn't expect any of that. And I knew Lamar Jackson would be tough to bring down, but I was not in any way anticipating that they would get blown out at Levi's Stadium. So what, did it, what does it say about a team that everybody had as their number one team in the league with maybe some distance between one and whomever was two? It says that Baltimore is better than people thought, and Purdy had a bad game. Look, they started off winning five straight, and they, and they blew out Dallas on that Sunday night. Remember October 8th, I think it was 42-10, and everyone thought they were the greatest thing in the world. And then they lost three straight. Um, and then they bounced back and, you know, won another six straight. So uh, it was a bad game. I think Purdy responds well from bad games. I think he will be fine. But I think what it says is Baltimore is better than people thought, and the 49ers are not invincible. Um, and Purdy is human. You know, he was on pace to maybe, if things had gone great, he could have competed for maybe the highest passer rating in, in NFL history. That's not going to happen now. He's not going to be the MVP now. But um, he's, he's human, and he had a bad game. And let's hope it's not two bad games in a row. I still think, I still think offensively, they're the best team in football, Kevin. They just did not have a, a very good game against that Baltimore defense. Feldy is joining us, Dave Feldman, of course. Uh, he joins us courtesy of our BetQL guest hotline. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app today, or visit BetQL.com. So let's talk a little bit about Purdy. Like I, I know a lot of people were trying to say, you know, not all of those interceptions were on him. You can say that about interceptions with any quarterback week to week. He almost threw another two to three in the game. He was off accuracy wise, etc. There's been this long-running, you know, long-running, season-long, if not going back to last year, uh, debate about what Brock Purdy really is. Is it is he benefiting from this incredible Kyle Shanahan scheme and system with just, I mean, a loaded roster? Remember, when they lost those three games, there was no Trent Williams, no Debo Samuel, I think, during those three games um, when yeah, they exactly lost those right. games. Yep. Um, is he just the beneficiary? I mean, Sam Darnold, I thought, looked pretty good when he came in there. Um, or is he special or, or, you know, something, you know, just slightly less than that? Is he, he, what do you think? So I don't think he's a game manager. I don't think anyone could just do this, even though you do have Debo, you do have McCaffrey, you do have Ayuk, you do have Kittle. I don't think it's, it's anyone could do it. I think he is special. Is he elite? No, I, I, I don't know. I, you know, I don't, think, I don't think he's overrated. I mean, the stats are what they were. He did have a game this year, Kevin, uh, when they beat the Bucs where he had the perfect passer rating, you know, and, and, and like the highest passer rating you can have. I think it was like 158. 
and he he's he's really good, and his body of work is really good. He's had this was a really bad game with the whole world watching. He had three mediocre games. Actually, the two the three losses: Cleveland, Minnesota, and Cincy. Uh, he was bad in two of them. He wasn't bad in one of them, and he was injured. And he got injured Monday night, got a little stinger. I think he's going to be fine. To your point, it's also a major concern if, if Trent Williams is going to be okay because he hurt his groin and left the game. Um, so we'll see if he gets to play against his old team. But I, don't, I think he's better than a game manager for sure. Uh, do I think he's Joe Montana where some people have made the comparison or Steve Young or – uh, Lamar Jackson, no, no. But he's very good. I think he's good. And I think people perhaps give him a higher rating because he was Mr. Irrelevant and picked last. So they're like, look how great he is. They thought he was terrible. He was clearly not terrible. He's very good. But um, it's still a small sample size. But but of the sample size, he's been he's been way better than average and way better than a game manager. Here's a question for you because I think you can answer this as somebody who's followed the day-to-day much more than the average NFL fan. Who's the most valuable player on that team? There are so many to choose from. I would say, uh, and, and without hesitation, even though the quarterback's the most important thing, I would say it's Christian McCaffrey. Um, he's gets over 100 yards total from scrimmage almost every game. Uh, he hasn't gotten hurt. He's been just unbelievable. Um, I would say, uh, you know, you could argue Debo and you could argue Purdy, obviously. And Brendan Ayus played well. Um, uh, Kittle had a couple really big games. I would say it's Christian McCaffrey in my mind. How's Chase Young uh, done since the trade? Good and very liked in the locker room and. He was good. He, yeah, he was good. You know, as good as you can be, trying to chase down uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh, he's made Bosa a lot better. Made the whole front line a lot better. Uh, that was that was a really good acquisition for us. I think um, uh, Bosa raised about him. Um, so I think I think he's very happy here, uh, and we'll see how he does. You know, when when he's playing a quarterback that's not as as great as Lamar Jackson, as elusive <laughs> right. as Lamar Jackson. Um, although I'll tell you, the way that game started out, Kevin, with the safety, yeah. and then the Niners there on the on the goal line, I was thinking this this thing's going to be another Niners blowout. I, I couldn't have been more wrong. Yeah, it it turned in a hurry. Uh, we're talking to Dave Feldman. So, is with Dan now be being gone? You know, I remember the. The, the win here in the rain, uh, you know, was a shutout win, like nine to nothing. And they were doing, you know, s- slides on, in the mud at the end of the game. And Kyle, you could tell, was really satisfied that he'd come back. Uh, I know Mike was satisfied for sure. But do you think that that doesn't mean anything anymore now with Dan gone for yeah, the Shanahan's? Too much time. Yeah, I don't think it means much to them. Might mean something to Chase or to Trent Young. Or, or Trent Williams, I don't think it means anything to the Shanahan's. He's so singular focused. I'm talking about Kyle and myopic that I, I think, you know, he, he's. You could be playing the University of Mars, and that's that's all he cares about. Um, so I don't think it holds any any special 
meaning for them. I remember, and Kevin, you have a photographic memory. You'll remember better than me, but I remember coming out here for Fox 5 um, and when the then Redskins played a candlestick and I, all I remember is Clinton Portis had a really good game because I remember interviewing Portis after the game. I don't remember much about it, but but I do remember coming out here watching when the when the Redskins played a candlestick. Yeah, that was that was the first year Gibbs came back in two thousand four. Well, um, I knew they, you they, would remember. How would well, you remember I, I that? because there haven't been many wins at Candlestick. There was the there was the <laughs> game where they clinched the division uh, in nineteen ninety nine at Candlestick on a uh, on a Sunday night game. Um, but I think the game you're okay. talking about with with CP was that first Gibbs year, and they started to play better at the end of that year, and it, it ended up being kind of a precursor to the 2005 season, which they ended up um, uh, winning the division uh, in. But uh, right. anyway, you know, I, I wanted to ask you, you know, this the move to Santa Clara, which you know is not anywhere near Candlestick. And, you know, there's been a lot of discussion around here recently about, you know, the the Wizards and Caps potentially moving. Now, they're not moving very far. Um, They're moving to Potomac Yard. But there was a discussion, you know, at one point with the new stadium for for the football team, you know, kind of in in places in Virginia that, you know, were closer to Fredericksburg than they were to here. How much has that impacted the fan base and the attendance? Well, so... It's about 37 miles to the south, right? Uh, Levi Stadium. It's in Santa Clara, so you just head down the same highway the Candlestick was on 101. Yep. And it's you know past south of Palo Alto before you get to San Jose, and uh, there's a big amusement park there called Great America, and um, it's a generic stadium. I mean, they did a nice job, but it's there's nothing that you know sticks out where you go. This thing is is so different. It's nice. It's big. It's clean. Candlestick was run down. M- many diehard 49er fans, um, most all of them, were not thrilled with this move. A, it's, it's farther away. Uh, B, the Candlestick was known for its blue-collar type fans. Right. Uh, it got freezing there. It's one of the coldest places in the world to watch a game um, and right there on the bay. And it was, you know, there were a lot of fans there from South San Francisco and from Daly City. And, yes, some from the peninsula, some from San Jose and Santa Clara. But it was more, I think most of the fan base that went to Candlestick was more north. Now it's a lot of corporate. It's a lot more people uh, from the San Jose, Santa Clara area. It's more generic. Now I will say Monday night, Kevin, on Christmas, it was the loudest I've ever heard it. Right. It was the loudest I've ever heard Levi's. It was sold out. It was an incredible venue. I literally, every time the Ravens were uh, trying to snap the ball on third down, it was so loud you couldn't even hear yourself. It's not always that case. People do leave early. Um, they do normally sell out. The 49er faithful is a very good fan base that travels very well. Um, so they still sell out there. Uh, the stadium uh, still looks good on TV. But 49er fans will tell you they do not like it uh, nearly as much as Candlestick. The problem was Santa Clara paid for most of that stadium, the, the city, and San Francisco was not going to pay to redo Candlestick. So the Yorks, you know, saved however $100 million, whatever it cost to fix that thing uh, by getting a new stadium almost for free where they would have had to pay uh, an equal amount to fix Candlestick with all the things that needed done. 
What happened with the loss of the Raiders? Did Ra- did Raider fans in the Bay Area are they just still Raider fans even though the Raider Raiders are in Vegas or did yeah. they become 49er fans? No, they're Raider fans. Raider fans yeah. don't like 49er fans. Right. Usually there's some on the peninsula that that root for um the Raiders, but it used to break down just geographically. If you grew up in the East Bay, kind of like a Maryland, Virginia thing. If you grew up in the East Bay in Oakland and Pleasanton and Concord and Walnut Creek, whatever, anything yeah. on the other side of the Bay, you grew up an Oakland fan and an A's fan. Uh, and if you grew up on the peninsula or this side, you grew up a Giants fan and a 49er fan. There's tons of Raider fans still here in the Bay Area. Some of them go to Vegas to that great stadium all the time. None of them came over and rooted for the 49er fan. Raider fans do not like the 49ers at all. Um, they haven't, they won't, um, very similarly to the, the A's not liking Giants fans, although that's not quite as hostile, but, but Raider people don't like them. Although in a bit of irony, the longtime radio play by play guy for the Raiders, Greg Papa is now the radio voice of the San Francisco 49ers. So he did cross the bay, but, um, fans do not. Interesting. Wasn't, um, wasn't Ted Robinson, wasn't he the guy that was the voice of the 49ers for years? He was. Ted Robinson was replaced by Greg Papa. That's exactly right. Wow, yep. because I thought Robinson now, was always good. He's really good. He, he does a lot of national tennis. Yeah, tennis. Um, and, and he did the Giants for a while. Um, he started doing the Minnesota Twins. That's where he got his start uh, as a baseball background. Uh, he, was, he was very good. Um, and now he's, he's mainly doing, he's, you know what he is, uh, Kevin, he's one of the lead voices for the PAC 12 network. So this is probably his swan song. Ted's in his early sixties and PAC 12 will be going away. So that's probably it. I, I find these conversations always interesting because, you know, it's it's a it's a you know, the skins and the 49ers play a lot, but they don't play every year. And I think the Bay Area has always been one of those interesting sports towns because they've had two baseball teams. They've had two football teams. Um, they share the Warriors. Uh, but it's not L.A. Like you can tell everybody like this. The San Francisco has is San, I think San, San Francisco is a good sports town. Do you agree with me or not? No, I definitely agree. The yeah. passion they have for the Giants and the 49ers and the Warriors is is fantastic. I, I agree with you. I think it is a very good sports town. I don't think it's probably Chicago um, uh, or New York, but I think I think San Francisco is a really good sport. When the Giants were winning, and when I got here, you know, they won the three and five years, Kevin. The, the the people that would go crazy or the praise or when when they went to the Super Bowl with Harbaugh and played the Ravens. Um, if the 49ers are winning and the 49ers are making a deep playoff run, I think nothing is bigger. They that's your that's the number the one. They are. Yeah, that's the number one when they're, they're good, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. If they're if they're good, 49ers are number one. Followed closely, closely, probably by Giants. Followed very closely by Warriors. I mean, the run the Warriors have been on has been unbelievably popular. You know, Steph's one of the most popular athletes in the world, and they they go crazy for him here. And so everybody on the other side of the Bay Bridge in Oakland, they, they come over to the Chase Center. That's not an issue. They do. 
No, it's right over the bridge. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It, you know, the, the Bay Bridge is, you know, five miles long, whatever. It, 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 they, from Oakland to the Chase Center, you know, you can get there in 15 minutes. Right. Um, yeah. All right. So uh, the 49ers are still the favorite and a, and a pretty sizable favorite in an NFC that has an Eagles team that seems to be, a con- you know, a little bit compromised here in recent weeks, a Cowboys team that can't win on the road. Uh, and they're probably going to have to do so. Um, barring another situation like you had in Philly last year where you lost all the quarterbacks, I would imagine you think this is a Super Bowl participant at the very least out of the NFC. I would think so. I think, you know, I think they'll beat the Commanders. I think they'll beat the Rams on the final game, and they'll have the number one seed. Um, and then – and then I would be surprised if they did not go to the Super Bowl. Yes, I would think they would go to the Super Bowl. Um, and I think anything short, I think the fan base here would be very, very disappointed after the start, after how they played, uh, notwithstanding this Monday night uh, game against the Ravens. Um, I would, I, I think that's a fair statement, Kevin. I think, that, I think they will go to the Super Bowl, and I think everyone would be very disappointed if they didn't. You're the best. Thanks for doing this. Dave Feldman, everybody. Tomorrow night, ESPN 2, uh, Stanford and Arizona State. Uh, Chuck Feldiati does a great job as a play-by-play guy. Are you you're, Are you coming to, to, to D.C. this weekend or not? I am not. I am not. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm doing this game, then I'm going to Arizona to do some more games. So, But I will be watching, but I am right. not coming to the game. So Happy New Year to you. Thanks for doing I this. I want to play some golf with you in D.C. Although I know. I, well, you got to let me know when you're going to be here, and we'll do it. I, w- I will. We'll, we'll get sure. Buck. We'll get you, me, Buck, and we'll find a, a solid fourth. Um, and Perfect. and we'll, uh, we'll have a great day of it. Um, thanks. Awesome. Happy New Year. Awesome, Kev. Great to talk to you. Yep. Feldy, everybody. Dave Feldman, at Feldy on Twitter. I have a smell test, early smell test pick for – uh, one of the bowl games late today. We also have our NFL power rankings to get to, and I have not mentioned the Don Van Natta story on Washington's ownership group. That would be the previous ownership group. We'll get to all of that and more uh, coming up shortly. I do want to mention to you that Window Nation has a great offer right now. Winter's here. If you've had enough of the cold drafts blowing through your old windows, bundling up in layers of clothes and blankets and hearing the heat turn on for the fifth time this hour, then it's time to talk to the pros at Window Nation. Replacing those old windows with quality, energy-efficient ones from Window Nation is easier and more affordable than you think. Right now, through the end of the month, replace the windows in your home and pay no interest for five years. That's a great deal, but on top of that, Window Nation will also give you 50% off all window styles. Their professional installation means your windows are fit right. You won't have to worry about leaky, dirty windows and those cold drafts letting out your heat anymore. Don't wait. With 0% interest for five years, why not give Window Nation a look? Let us show you all the options to fit your needs and budget. It's easy. Simply call them at 866-90-NATION or go to windownation.com to get started. Mention my name. You'll get a free estimate, which means you've got nothing to risk. If you've been thinking about new windows, give them a shot. 866-90-NATION or windownation.com.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Rank 1 to 5. I've got the power. NFL Power Rankings. Uh, by the way, I, I, I meant to ask Feldy. You know, Feldy is friends with Jim Harbaugh. He... Played he went he played high school basketball with Jim Harbaugh um, uh, in the Bay Area when they were out there during I think the father's stint at Stanford maybe um, and I was curious as to what he thought about what Harbaugh's next move would be uh, but anyway Feldy's great always good to to hear from him all right power rankings for this week so I'm gonna go top to bottom because I think Denton. I bet we'll have the top four teams in some order as the same because I actually think the top four right now are kind of a given maybe, and then it's a discussion about number five. Do you have an easy top four? It Was five tough for you or was four and five tough for you? Five, four and five were tough for me. Okay. So Baltimore's got to ascend to number one. They're the best team in the NFL because they just beat the best team in the NFL, and they beat them by a lot on their home turf uh, on Monday Night Football on Christmas night. You know, interestingly now, um, you know, a lot of these power rankings out there that you see, so Baltimore's ascended to one, and San Francisco's dropped to three behind Miami, which means this week we've got another matchup between number one and number two based on certain power rankings because Baltimore plays at home Sunday at one against the Dolphins. That game should have been moved. That game should have been flexed to the 425 window and Kansas City, Cincinnati should have moved to the one o'clock window or it should have been flexed to Sunday night because the Sunday night game is Packers-Vikings. Why was that game not flexed? Were there any rules with respect to the two holidays, Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve, in terms of flexing games? Maybe they couldn't because of you know, it being more disruptive to sort of travel plans around holiday time. But you could have certainly switched Baltimore-Miami into the late 
425 CBS doubleheader window and move Kansas City-Cincinnati to 1. They should have done that, uh, but they didn't. It's a 1 o'clock game Sunday. Baltimore's my number one. San Francisco stays at number two for me. Um, I'm not dropping them below two. Uh, They are still a great football team that lost to a great football team Monday night. Number three, I think I did this last week, Denton, and they didn't lose the game even though it was a close game. I've got the Buffalo Bills, the surging Buffalo Bills. Remember, they've already beaten Miami once and they beat them handily. They get them again. If Baltimore beats Miami on Sunday – and Buffalo wins on Sunday against the Patriots. The season finale between the Bills and Dolphins in South Florida will be for the AFC East title and a home game in the first wild card uh, round. In fact, actually, what are we talking about? They'll have a chance for the overall one seed, although Baltimore should wrap that up um, if they can beat Miami. Yeah, if they beat Miami, Baltimore, I think, clinches the one seed yeah. in the AFC. So that would be the Sunday night season finale game on January 7th. If if you get a Baltimore, if you get a Buffalo-Miami game for the AFC East title, that'll be the final regular season game of the year. And we could be headed towards that if Miami doesn't beat Baltimore in Baltimore on Sunday. But I've got Baltimore 1, San Francisco 2, Buffalo 3, and I've got Miami 4. I'm still not convinced about the Dolphins overall. They're very good. They're very explosive. They haven't been healthy, you know, in certain spots here recently, and yet they've won five out of their last six. They blew that two-touchdown lead on Monday Night Football against the Titans. Um, But uh, I've got them below Buffalo because in their one head-to-head, Buffalo destroyed them. And it would not surprise me if Buffalo won again in that season finale. I've got Miami four, and I've got the Cowboys at five. I think it's a tough call for five. I think the Lions are in the conversation. Believe it or not, I think Tampa Bay and the Rams are in that conversation right now with the way they're playing. And the same goes for Cleveland with the way they're playing. But I'll stick with Dallas. Um, They didn't win the game. They still haven't won a a, a decent road game this year. They had a chance against Miami, um, but they didn't get it done. Uh, uh, But I'll still put Dallas at five ahead of those other teams. Those are my top five. Baltimore, San Francisco, Buffalo, Miami, Dallas. What do you you have? So our top four end up being the same. I did really wrestle – with what to do with Buffalo just because they beat a, a relatively bad Chargers team. I didn't think they played great this weekend. My top two are the same as your top two. It's the Ravens. It's the 49ers. I still have the Dolphins at number three. I know Buffalo beat them earlier in the season, but I do think their offensive firepower is hard to keep up with. As good as Buffalo is offensively, if Miami is rolling on offense, they're one of the best offenses in the NFL. So for that reason, I have them at three. I have Buffalo at four, and then I have, still with a chance to get the one seed in the AFC, I have the Cleveland Browns at number five. I thought they looked really good this weekend. I think I'm buying the resurgence of Joe Flacco. I think he should win comeback player of the year in the NFL this year. I'm buying some stock in the Cleveland Browns, so I got them at number five in my power rankings with the Cowboys, Lions, and Chiefs on the outside looking in. 
they're probably not going to win the division. Like they're they're a big favorite tonight against the Jets. Be careful on that one. I think that could be a closer game than people think. Um, they finish at Cincy. Baltimore could lose to Miami, but then they finish with Pittsburgh at home. I, I don't think they're going to win the division. Um, they, Baltimore would have to lose out. Cleveland would have to win out. But I'll tell you what, if Cleveland did win that division and ended up having a chance for you know the two, the two seed anyway, they, Miami would be the one seed more likely than not at that point because Miami would have beaten Buffalo, uh, Baltimore. Um, what would be really interesting would be them in Cleveland because that place and that town is insane right now for the Browns. That has always been one of the sleeping giant NFL fan bases. Anybody that's watched football for a long period of time knows how passionate Cleveland Browns fans are, and they have not had a home playoff game in a long, long time. So if they got a home playoff game, look out. They have a chance to clinch tonight a playoff berth on Thursday night football. Just watch some of that game and see how electric that crowd is. Uh, It is a phenomenal home field environment for Cleveland. Uh, But I, I, I... yeah, I, I could. I considered them. I considered them. D- D- Detroit to a lesser extent because Detroit, you know, hasn't beaten anybody here recently. They get a chance Saturday night on the road against a team that's been awesome at home um, to really make a statement uh, on their season. Um, look out for the Rams, man. I mean, I'm a little bit concerned about their game Sunday against the Giants because of the point spread and all the public money on L.A., but... The Rams right now are playing offensive football at a very high level. They have won five out of the last six games, and their only loss was an overtime loss to the Ravens that we just saw destroy, destroy San Francisco on the road. And in that game, they rolled up over 400 yards of offense, 31 points, um, Stafford had a big day against that that Baltimore defense, threw for nearly 303 touchdowns. They ran on Baltimore with Kyron Williams, who has really turned into a big-time threat. I'm not sure I totally believe in the Rams overall because I think their defense, we saw what Brissett did against it when he came into the game. But, man, the Rams right now offensively are clicking. And with the experience they have – you know, just let's just say we get a 6-3 NFC matchup between the Rams and the Lions in Detroit. Imagine Detroit having their first home playoff game since 1991. Um, but that Rams team has a lot of experience at the key positions. I could see the Rams winning in Detroit and then having to face, say, a two-seed um, you know, if they were a six three and let's just say the two seeds Philly, I could see them beating Philly. Like I could see the Rams playing the 49ers in an NFC title game in San Francisco. Didn't we see uh, an NFC title game with the Rams and 49ers two years ago? That was in LA. 49ers should have won that game, right? Didn't that guy um the DB have that interception right in his hands and he dropped it? That would have been the game. Um, but instead, the Rams drove down, won the game, and ended up winning the Super Bowl. I believe that was the year. All right, uh, when we come back, all right, so you've got Baltimore, San Francisco, Miami, Buffalo, Cleveland. I've got Baltimore, San Francisco, Buffalo, Miami, Dallas. Playoffs are going to be great, although it just looks like there may be a couple of dominant teams in Baltimore 
and in San Francisco. We shall see. It's the playoffs. You never know. When we come back, I have an early weekend smell test on a bowl game that goes at 545 today. Uh, and I want to give a quick comment on the Van Natta story, which we have not addressed uh, on the show today. Kevin Sheehan Show, Team 980 and theteam980.com. NHL Caps lose to the Rangers 5-1. to one. Anthony Mantha scored the lone goal for the Caps in that one. And the NBA Wizards get thrashed by the Toronto Raptors 132-102. to 102. Kyle Kuzma and Jordan Poole each score 14 points to lead the team. Been an abysmal season for the Wizards so far. Elsewhere in the NBA, businessmen Mark Lohr and Alex Rodriguez are expected to exercise their option to acquire controlling ownership over the Minnesota Timberwolves and Minnesota Lynx from Glenn Taylor. As soon as today, the majority purchase would still need approval from the NBA Board of Governors. And that's what's trending. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Uh, early smell test pick. God, this line, of course, this has happened a couple of times to us uh, in recent weeks because this line's changing dramatically here. Um, but I like NC State in the Pop-Tarts Bowl. Yeah, the Pop-Tarts Bowl. 545 kickoff tonight. They're playing K-State. The line's now at three. Um, earlier today, uh, I gave it out as two, but we're going to go with the three since there's still plenty of time to play this game and you guys are hearing hearing it for the first time. Wolfpack plus the three against K-State. K-State's quarterback into the transfer portal. A lot of opt-outs. Uh, a lot of public action on K-State with a short number. Um, I like NC State. They played well at the end of the year. A lot of their players are playing in the game uh, I'm not sure why some of this late sharp money is on K-State, um, but you can get it right now at plus three. I would take it at plus three NC State, uh, an early smell test in the Pop-Tarts Bowl. Um, I was definitely a Pop-Tarts kid. No, kid. I was a Pop-Tarts adult. I always had Pop-Tarts. When the kids were young, there were always Pop-Tarts in the what's, house. What's the best fl- – what's the go-to flavor? Well, I got I got several, but, I, you know, the, the cinnamon brown sugar were always a Sheehan house favorite. Uh, the, the, the chocolate Pop-Tarts are really – the s'mores Pop-Tarts are excellent. Uh, and I always liked strawberry, whether it was frosted or unfrosted. I always liked the strawberry Pop-Tarts as well. Did you have a favorite? Unfrosted? What? Yeah, I liked – I actually liked – you could really it was a it wasn't you know covered up in sugar and and sprinkles and stuff <laughs> i was okay with the strawberry unfrosted yes but i like the frosted too I what was, were your favorites i was never an unfrosted i love strawberry i think strawberry you can just eat out of the package i think brown sugar cinnamon is best toasted but the best one is the toasted cookies and cream pop tarts i used to just hammer them when i was younger uh th- so because I'm just slightly older than you, 
Um, those, all of these, you know, flavors of recent vintage weren't there back in the day. It was like strawberry, uh, it was cherry, it was cinnamon brown sugar, and chocolate Pop-Tarts were a thing when I was a kid. Um, I, I love, I, I know what Pop-Tart you're talking about, I like that a lot, but if we're going to go with chocolate involved in the Pop-Tart, I think the S'mores Pop-Tart is the best. That I would was, be the best. I was never huge on s'mores personally. Um, not a big s'mores guy to begin with, but the pop tart s'mores pop tart's pretty good. So I did want to just mention this this Don Van Natta story, which um you know came out yesterday. Van Natta's been you know all over every Dan Snyder you know Washington Commanders investigation over the last uh, few years, and uh, yesterday he reported that Bob Rothman, one of the former minority shareholders in the team when Dan owned the team, uh, that he is suing Bank of America. Now, he's not suing necessarily Snyder or the league, but he says that Snyder conspired. um, I'm sorry, that Bank of America conspired with Dan Snyder and with the league to force the sale of the minority shareholders back in April of 2021 for a much lower valuation than it should have been. Remember, Rothman, Shar, and Fred Smith purchased a 40 or sold a 40% stake for $875 million in 2021, putting the valuation at less than $3 billion. And then two years later, uh, just over two years, two years later, the team was sold for $6 billion. So they think they got too low of a valuation, and they think that part of it was because they they were not uh, a lot of the information about some of the investigations that would become investigations were not di- disclosed, like the $55 million credit line that Snyder had through Bank of America. Here's my big takeaway from this. I don't care. It has nothing to do with our team anymore. Do I have some interest in the business story of three guys that sold their 40% stake and may not have had a lot of information dealing with a shady guy in Snyder to see if they actually win this case and get anything back? Yeah, I have some interest in it, but it doesn't impact anything anymore. The days of all the investigations and all of the Van Natta stories and everybody else, they're just meaningless now. It's awesome to just be focused on trying to tank two games at the end of the year. That's it for the day. Up next, Russell is docking with Russell. It's Doc, it's Doc Walker flying solo today. Doc Walker solo today. I will be tuned in. That's next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.